Welcome to the Journey Through the Generations podcast. My name is Philip. Hi, I'm Trisha. And we're back. It's been a long time. It has. And I think we probably should tell everyone kind of what happened, why we stopped or had a pause. Yeah, and what we're doing back and all that good stuff. Okay. So so our last podcast was in December of 2017, so it's been 6 months or so since we did a um a podcast episode. And I think we just kind of not run out of things to say, but what happened? Why did we stop? Well, our last one was the road trip adventures with my mom and that was a two part series and that was the beginning of December and then of course that was the holiday season the first of the year um we got busy um I wasn't focused on my research as much as I had been and I really didn't know what I wanted to talk about and then by the time I figured out what I wanted to talk about um our what is it? Our host? Yeah, the podcast host. Um, was they went out of business? They went out of business. Yeah, they went so, out of business. Um, once I figured out what I wanted to talk about, we didn't have a podcast host to actually record our podcast on, and we just recently found another one. So it took us some time to find one, and now that we have, we're back. And in addition to that, in in finding that new podcast host, we also um, just went all in and purchased some new podcast equipment because the podcast hosts we were using before, we could just use our cell phone and record um, on our phone. And it sounded pretty good. They had um, music that you could use and things, sound effects and things like that. And so you really didn't need any equipment other than your, your phone. phone, which was great because it made it easier for people like us. Just starting um, out. Just starting out. Learning you know. about the podcast. Right. Um, and everything. So it worked out really well. But now that we know this is something that we want to definitely continue long term, we wanted to go ahead and make the investment. Right. So that's why. It took some time. We got new equipment. Hopefully, it sounds better. Um, it's still a learning curve to the using the equipment and figuring out, you know, sound, audio, and you know things like that. The microphones. So we'll figure that out along the way. Um, I think we we did a couple of test episodes just to kind of see how everything was going to sound and i think we at least got it to a place to where you can hear us and that we sound decent on the podcast and so we'll see how this goes you may hear some adjustments along the way um for the you know first few podcasts right, and we'll get it down packed yeah so we'll get it and it'll be good and we'll get used to using microphones and things like that and so we were just excited to really get started again and doing you know this podcast so for those of you who are new here um maybe we should 
um, just talk about how we're going to do this. Um, so Trisha is the family historian. I am. And this is really her journey. Um, and I just support mostly in the background in the, on the technology side. Right. I help her. She writes the blogs, but I help set up the blog. I set up her Twitter account. I set up the podcast stuff. Um, all the kind of technology um, and anything she wants me to look at, I look at and whatever. And so there may be some days where or some episodes where you don't hear me on the podcast at all. Right. And um, there, and there'll be times with both of us on here. And so, so, you know, this is her deal, her journey what she's working on, her family history. And so you probably won't hear me much going forward because it's not my journey. (laughs) I'm just along for the ride and help out wherever I need. Correct. He's very supportive um, of me in this journey. And Philip has been the man behind the scenes for much of my journey. So you may not hear him or his voice on it, but just know he's sitting right here beside me running the behind the scenes as I'm talking. If you don't hear his voice, he's still here with us. Right. So that's kind of what we're doing, how we're doing this. And, you know, we'll just get started from here. So Um, today's episode, I'm going to talk about, um, a challenge that I accepted earlier this year and that I have continued to do um, a couple of times throughout the year. It's called the 30 by 30 genealogy challenge. And it was the brainchild of a genealogy blogger that I follow on WordPress, Janine Adams. Um, Her blog is organize your family history. And the premise of this 30 by 30 genealogy challenge is that you research at least 30 minutes a day for 30 days. And the first time I saw this was late last year, like October, I think. And basically she just blogged about that. She was doing this challenge and that it really helped her to focus on her genealogy because she, you know, is a blogger. She owns her own business. She's a wife. She has a lot going on and she wanted to be able to get some research time in every day. And I thought that was interesting, but I never really joined it or anything. And then the first of the year, I was trying to focus myself and my research and trying to get some brick walls done and through and things like that. So I was like, well, maybe I'll try this. But I put my own little spin on it and I did one specific branch of my family, 30 minutes a day for 30 days. And that's how I got started with this 30 by 30 challenge in January. Um, The branch that I decided to do was the skipper branch. And that's on my mom's side. That's my mom's mother's side of the family and I had really never researched them except for when I did a family reunion a couple years ago but I could never get past my second great-grandparents Josie and Jacob Skipper 
So I thought that would be a good time to actually focus in on them and get some research on them as well. So when did you when did you start it? Like you said it was it was for thirty days. When did you do it? Was it in originally I started the first one in January of two thousand eighteen. And I wasn't very focused on it. I knew I wanted to do it, but I didn't really lay down any groundwork of how I was going to do it. So basically I researched for 30 minutes, but I didn't have a plan of where I was going to research or what I was going to look for, what websites I was going to use. If I was going to go to the library, if I was going to read books, I didn't really have a plan. And I was just all over the place for the first one I did in January and I actually didn't finish it. I only did 24 of the 30 days. So I was like, well, that didn't work out the way I wanted it to. And then I didn't do it in February. And then I started working on my grandfather, Booker, and I got into that. And so then in May of this year, I was like, you know, I'm going to go back to that 30 by 30 challenge and I'm going to go back and look at all the stuff that I did and see how I can build upon what I did and actually figure out where I'm going to research the websites that I need to go to, what I actually want to find, who I want to focus in on in that family and maybe do it that way. So then in May of this year, I said, I'm going to stick with the Skippers, Josie and Jacob Skipper, but I'm also going to look at their children and try to find out more information about their children as well. So I made a goal that I wanted to find out the death dates of Jacob Skipper, my two times great grandfather. And in my research, I discovered that they had four children that died up at an early age between 1903 and 1910. We didn't have a specific year, didn't know where they were buried, just that range. So I wanted to know more about how they died and where they were buried. So that way I had something really focused in on to research for in May. I mean, what did the challenge help you with? Um, the, challenge, the, the challenge helped me obviously stay focused because I was only researching on uh, one particular family because I have a habit of searching everybody, every name that I have at once. Um, so I was able to actually research one particular branch, which was helpful. And I was able to think outside of the box more because this was during a time period Um, In the early 1900s, where there were not any death records in Arkansas. So I had to think outside of the genealogy realm of, you know, vital records and census records and things like that to be able to find more information out about this particular branch of my family, which helped a lot. Um, One of the things that I did was I contacted the Saginaw Public Library. Because that's where Josie Skipper in Michigan, in Michigan, mm -hmm, that's where Josie Skipper died in 1943, which I didn't know until 
um, earlier this year when I did the first challenge in January. So I contacted the Saginaw Library um, by email. I just sent a generic email to the help email on the website saying that I was researching my family and that I know my two times great grandmother, Josie Skipper, her new name was Walker, died in Saginaw on this date. And if they could find a newspaper obituary or if I could get it through interlibrary loan. And they responded and said that they would be happy to search since I had the date that she died. They would search for it and they located it and they scanned it and emailed it to me. And through that obituary, I was able to find where some of her children lived um, at the time of her passing, which was in Saginaw, Michigan and Chicago, which I didn't know. And of course, in Arkansas. So do you think this kind of challenge, like, is it is it good to do every so often just to kind of keep you focused on and organized or, you know, focused on whatever part of the research project you're on? I mean, because it seems like to me it might not be something that you can do all the time, but it might be helpful to do. Every now and then. So maybe like every three months or mm-hmm. every six months, you don't have to wait for, you know, a specific challenge from someone else. You right. could do it yourself in however I agree. often you want, don't you yeah. think? Yeah, I think that this challenge was good. And I think you, like you said, every three or four months or when I'm feeling frustrated in my research, this would give me a way to focus in on one specific relative, one specific town or whatever I pick for those 30 days. And it gives me the opportunity to actually do online research. I did research at the actual library. I did, obviously I emailed a library in Michigan. So I was able to do a lot of research in a little amount of time. And sometimes I forget that I don't have to be in front of the computer for, you know, hours upon hours looking at records and on websites or in an actual research center for hours upon hours, just one day to research. You don't have to spend hours and hours of research time. You can break it up into 30 minute increments and you're still able to find good information about your family in a small amount of time, which I often forget because I think I need to be researching, researching, researching all the time to be able to find something. And that's not necessarily always the case. Yeah. And I mean, I can just see that helping, you know, people who, like you said, are frustrated maybe in their research or maybe they are working on too many branches at one time. Like I do. Yeah, and so I could see how you could get, you know, you could easily get, you know, tired or frustrated, especially if you're hitting hitting a brick wall for a long amount of time. Or if you're you're new to genealogy, because if you're new to genealogy, you don't want to spend hours. And I say hours. I actually literally have spent hours in front of my laptop looking on websites for one particular thing and not finding it and that in itself can be very frustrating but if you're new at this 
you don't want to be able to have to spend all of your time on it. It's like any other hobby. You want to be able to do it, but not necessarily it take up all of your time, but you want to feel like you're getting something out of it as well. And I was definitely able to do that. Um, One of the things that helps me a lot was I carried a little notebook around with me and I wrote down everything that I did that day. So for 30 minutes, if I went to the library and looked at cemetery records for Woodruff County, I wrote that down. I wrote the name of the book down, the library that I used, and the author's name, and anything that I found in that book that was related to the information that I was looking for. If I used Family Search that day, I would write down Family Search website, all the names that I looked up, and anything that I found that day. And so that way, I wasn't looking at the same thing over and over again. I knew what I had already researched and where I had researched it. And then I could move on to something else. And I wasn't always using Ancestry or always using Fold 3. I could look and see what I did the week before and pick out new things that I could research and hopefully find new stuff. Yeah. And I can see I can see that really, you know, being a help. Would mm-hmm. you do you think and it sounds like you would recommend this, obviously, Oh, definitely. you know, to people to do, um, you know, what kind of advice would you give to people? I would definitely recommend if you wanted to do a challenge like this would be to definitely focus in on maybe one branch of your family. Um, whether if you just pick like you're going to do your mom's side of the family or you want to look for Uncle John information I would definitely recommend that you actually choose a particular relative or branch or family also having a notebook really helps because even though I'm not doing that challenge anymore I still am researching that side of the family because there's always stuff to find and I can always go back and look and see what I did and pick up where I left off or um, sometimes If I'm in the library and I see something and I don't have time to do it that day, I'll write down something that I want to do, but, you know, I maybe never got to it. And then I'll go through my notes and say, oh, I was supposed to go look at that book and I never did. I'll go look at that book next time I'm at the library. So writing things down um, really helps out a lot and it keeps your um, research organized as well. You didn't talk about it a lot, the challenge. Of course, I knew about it. Because you wrote about it in the blog and everything. Um, But you never really talked about it. But um, I know that, like, every day during the the challenge, you came home from work and you immediately Mm -hmm. sat down and did your 30 minutes. Every, pretty much every day. You know, it wasn't every single day, but... Most of the time, I'll say 90% of the time, mm-hmm. you did that. Did you find that helpful that you knew you made one part of the day, the day, the time that you worked on it? Yeah, that, right? helped, that helped a lot um, because at the first of the year when I did it, um, I came home at 3. I got off at 3. So I was here at home, and by the time, you know, you take your shoes off, wash your hands and everything, I was at the computer by 4 o'clock. Which helped because Wesley got home at about a quarter to five. So I knew I had that 30 minutes um, before he got home and, you know, didn't have to get dinner ready and things like that. So I had that 
little pocket of time that I could actually sit down and research. Now, this past May when I did it, I had a new job and my hours changed. And that was a concern of mine because I didn't I was getting home at like six o'clock and I just didn't think that that was going to work. So I will act. My new job is actually at the University of Arkansas on um, on campus. So what I did was I get an hour lunch. So I would spend the first part of my lunch at the library and I would get my 30 minutes in and then I would go eat for my last 30 minutes. And that really worked um, this last time I did it. So, yes, me having a specific time to research was definitely something that helped a lot. Sounds like it certainly helped you. And I think we we hope that it could help others as they either start their journey or they're in the middle of it and frustrated and just kind of needing a way to, you know, think of things differently or work in a different kind of way. Um, we hope that's helpful. Do you have any, you know, other yeah. advice, tips, uh, or any other information about your specific journey uh, project that you're working on? Um, I would just say, if you are interested in genealogy and you haven't, this would be an excellent time to start. Um, and this would be something really good, I think, for a new person in genealogy because it's only 30 minutes a day for 30 days. And it, once you get started, it's like addictive. I promise it is because this is a part of my genealogy that I haven't really spent much time on. But now that I've started this, I research about this branch more now than I ever have before. And in some ways it's like exciting because I'm finding all this new stuff that I never knew about. Um, And I'm finding new names and new people to learn more about. So I would definitely recommend this challenge to anybody who's just getting started or maybe you started a long time ago and you gave it up because you weren't finding information Um, or you got frustrated like I did, this would be a good way to get started again. All right. So we're going to have a new part of the podcast. Um, You didn't hear this. You won't hear this on uh, the earlier episodes that we did, but um, just a chance for you, Tricia, to, you know, tell everyone listening that's listening, one of the most important parts of researching your tree uh, when you're looking for information are surnames. Yes. Um, so I think we take this opportunity for you, Tricia, to, you know, tell everyone a couple of surnames that you have in your family that you're looking for. May, you never know. Someone who's Some, listening that's true. may you have never know. it. So let's, you know, there's so many surnames because you've made it through your trees a pretty good distance. Um, You know, one or two surnames that you're currently looking for and some maybe some of the geographic locations those people are in. So if someone is listening, they may Um, think that's cool. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, Well, my my mother's side of the family goes back seven generations in northeast Arkansas. And those names are Hatchet, Wright, Skipper, which I mentioned earlier, and Ward. 
my father's side of the family. Well, we really just want to do a couple. Oh, okay. Right now, I mean, you don't have to have to do the whole tree. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to do the whole tree. I was just going to give you a couple okay, on your side. Go ahead. Um, and my father's side of the family goes back five generations in Northeast Arkansas, and those names are Denson. Maze and Goodlow. So we have a long history in Arkansas. And before Arkansas, we were in Limestone, Alabama. So we're back, y'all, doing this podcasting, getting back up to speed. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll have different topics uh, for the podcast. We'll, um, you know, we'll have uh, some podcasts with where Trisha can share tips um, we're going to also invite some guests to come in right. and do some um, do some episodes as well, yeah. family members. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have a plan to attend um, a genealogy conference in Philadelphia in October. Right. And we're hoping to talk to some folks there and and do a couple of podcasts or not a couple, maybe just one. Mm-hmm. It's a short conference. Yeah a podcast while we're there and do some interviews there. So we got some things coming up planned for at least the rest of the year. Um, yeah, we're then, very excited Yeah, about this. Definitely. So. so here's how you can subscribe to the podcast. So you we can still get the podcast through Apple Podcast on iTunes. If you are already a subscriber, you should still be able to get notifications when we upload a new uh, podcast as long as you're still subscribed. Um, and I know that we were off for a few months, a few, me and six or seven <laughs> months. Um, our apologies on that, but you can um, go ahead and resubscribe because we right. are coming back. Yeah. Um, doing more bigger and, and stronger yep and then uh, you can also find us on uh, Google I think Google has a new podcast uh, service so mm-hmm. you can if you prefer to listen on Google um, you can listen to our podcast there um, obviously it's called um, journey through the generations podcast so you can look us up there and then Trisha has a blog that she writes in um, every couple of weeks or so um, about her journey. And you can go to her blog on um, journeythroughthegenerations.com. You can go there and um, become a subscriber and read all of her uh, posts there. She's been blogging there for about a year and a half now. So there's a lot of articles, uh, a lot of blog posts that you can read. And good stuff about her journey. I already have a Twitter account as well. Right. So I set up the Twitter account. <laughs> and the Twitter account is Jen Journey Blog. So go to um, Twitter and and uh, follow us. And we'll follow you back. Um, so we're going to be picking that up and doing that as well. So... Again, we're really excited to be back. Trisha's excited. I'm excited, but I'm more excited <laughs> about the techno- technological right. side of it than actually doing the podcast. But it's, it's going to be good. Right. Though, and so. I'm just excited to be able to talk about my genealogy journey and let people know what's going on. 
Yeah. So, all right. I think we're going to call it a show. Thanks for joining us and listening. And remember to love the journey. Thanks. Bye. Bye.